Well, hello, friends. Oh, uh, you know, one of these days I'm gonna get through an entire season, and there's not gonna be any interruptions, and there's there's not gonna be any light segues away or, or from anything. We'll try and make it season four. We really, really are. Uh, apologies for the sudden interruption. Uh, the honest truth is, I sat down to record. I got a lot done. I had a little bit of a glitch with my hard drive. It got scattered into electrons, and it sent me back. It shouldn't have, but it did. And it set me back mentally and emotionally because I was already kind of running low. And I'm running low because of what's going on right now and all the information that's coming my way. I've lived kind of an unusual life, and as such, I don't really have family. But I do have a lot of friends, and they are all over the world. And they're friends of various degrees. Some of them only drop by occasionally, and some I'm in weekly touch with. Some of them mean as much to me as any relationship might to you, I think. And, well, I'm hearing stories from them all around the world, and some are hopeful, some are dreary, and it drained me. Maybe I gave a little bit more than I should have. I needed to take a little break. I was upset, I was on edge, and I really wanted to shake things up, just kind of let go of all the stress. I feel so much better now. Thank you guys very, 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 very much for just giving me some space, some time, all the well wishes. Mostly, I just heard that I was missed and that I knew, or that you knew, that I would be back. And that means a lot. A lot. So, thank you. Because I really do enjoy this, and I really do have a lot of fun. And my emotional state, I think the emotional state of most creative people is just maybe a little bit more eccentric than people who, I don't know, go into accounting for a living. This is a time where that's going up and down. Please know that I am so grateful that Allie has been knocking out work, that both of us are just absolutely 100% aware of, of, of what a wonderful position we are, uh, that we're in, uh, that, that, we, that we have with you guys as fans. I just needed a break. Just me. Just all me. I just, I got to a point where I couldn't record, and you had to deal with a little bit of laps because of that. I feel much, 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 much better now. I hope to see you at a live show soon. The scheduling's been erratic. The promotion's been erratic. I've always been erratic, but gosh darned, if I don't try and sound sexier after every single lapse. And now, on with the show. Let's get right on into it. We've got ourselves a very, very fun introductory piece back. It goes by the fun name of Prefix, but it's spelled P-R-I-X-F-I-X-E. It's by Allison Tyler and it is from her book, Eat Me, Succulent Stories of Edible Erotica. 
You can find her on Twitter at twitter.com slash Allison Tyler. There will be a link below with the podcast upload wherever you listen to that. And now, to tease you with a little bit of introduction once again by Allison Tyler's prefix. We don't have to go any further than this. What do you mean? The waves are lovely. The moon is bright. But if you don't like what I like, or if I don't like what you like, then what's the fucking point? No man had ever spoken to Chelsea like this. She knew she was beautiful, even in Los Angeles, land of bottle-blonde bombshells and bronze bikini babes. She stood out. Yet she could tell that James wasn't interested in her. Was this some kind of reverse psychology? A way to make women want him by playing hard to get? Damn him if this was some kind of ploy, because Chelsea's interest was definitely piqued. Let me tell you a story, James continued. A story? She echoed. I'll describe my ex, and you tell me what you think. The waiter arrived with their first course, tiny little white plates with minuscule amounts of food arranged so artfully they might have been on display at the museum where she worked. Chelsea looked down at the plate and stifled a giggle. James raised his eyebrows, waiting for her to swallow the amuse-bouche in one bite, as the waiter had instructed, and began. Maria knew exactly, adding it under my skin. In a good way? Or a bad one? She asked, her taste buds tingling. The wee bite of food had been surprisingly delicious. In the best way. Sometimes, when we went out, she'd leave for the ladies' room and not return. Not for a long time. I'd find her off in the corner of the bar talking to some handsome bartender or flirting with some good-looking stranger. And you like that? He looked at her. Like is not the right word. Chelsea ran her fingertips along the edge of her empty plate. She felt nervous energy winging through her. She'd never had a date quite like this before. What do you do? She asked, when she realized James expected a response. I'd wait to see how far she'd go. The busboy removed the plates and provided fresh silverware. They were at one of the most expensive and exclusive restaurants in the city, famous for serving organic food along with the exceptional wine pairings. Meals were known to take several hours from start to finish. Slow food was the current rage, and James seemed at ease spilling his story at the same methodical pace. Was slow flirting the sexual equivalent of the new culinary style? The waiter arrived with another wine, and James tasted the liquor and nodded his approval. How far would she go? Chelsea asked when they were on their own again. Depended on how far she wanted to push me. She wondered if he had an erection, because she was becoming more aroused by the second. Take a sip, he said. The wine is excellent. This was a blind date. Chelsea had only agreed to go out with James as a favor to her boss. That, and because she had always wanted to try this exclusive restaurant where meals cost as much as a pair of Milano's and the reservations were nearly impossible to land.
At first, she'd seen James waiting for her in the lobby of her apartment building. She'd felt a surge of relief. He looked normal enough, tall and lean, dark hair cut short, silver mixed with black, slacks, white shirt, charcoal suit jacket, no tie. Casual, yet sexy. If anything, he seemed a bit too serious. Working in a museum, Chelsea was accustomed to a more artistic style. The people she moved with were either intellectuals who liked to talk about art or artists who liked being talked about. Dress codes often included vibrantly colored coifs and oddball outfits that would look out of place anywhere except in a museum or an art studio. It is good, she agreed. The wine. James smiled. The waiter arrived with the next course, some petite bit of protein surrounded by shavings of a difficult-to-pronounce root. The plate was almost too pretty to touch, but that's not why Chelsea left her fork alone. Her hand was shaking. She'd noticed when she sat down the wine glass, had James seen it too? I took her here once. James said. He didn't seem to have any qualms about cutting into the masterpiece on his plate, and his hands weren't trembling at all as he continued to discuss the actions of his former girlfriend. What she really liked to do is flirt, the type of flirting girls do when they want to be fucked. Chelsea wished she could act as if she didn't know what he was talking about, but she blushed. Only the week before she had been in a museum function and had seen her blue eyes on one of the patrons. Something about the man had turned her furnace on high. She'd been flirtatious all evening, seeing flashes of him fucking her against the walls in the museum between priceless works of art. It was her favorite form of foreplay. She'd bat her eyes, tilt her hand, lick her bottom lip. James was playing mind games with her. When he said the words, Chelsea felt her body yearn desperately to respond. She tried not to blink, did not tilt her head, refused to lick her lip. She wanted to do all three. But she was, if you believe it, subtle. Maria didn't hang a neon sign around her neck. There was simply this undeniable vibe about her a pulsing heart that made men turn their heads. Do you not like your food? He added that unexpected question on the end, catching Chelsea by surprise as she quickly fumbled with her silverware in an attempt at playing normal. <laughs> I like it, she said after a bite of God knows what. The root tasted like turnip, but the waiter had cooed for several minutes about how precious and hard to find the particular item was. Shaved turnip. She pushed the bits around on her plate, trying to get up the nerve to ask James a question. He spoke before she could. You like the food, or... The story, she said quickly, because she didn't want him to think he'd offended her. She wanted to know more, and she wanted, if she was being brutally honest with herself, to know why her panties were so wet. She'd flirt this ex of yours and... And you would get turned on. And then what? Would you have a threesome with whoever she chose? Would you leave together? Have hot sex based on the fantasy? What did the flirting do for you? 
Thank God her voice wasn't squeaky with nerves. She'd found some strength in herself to play back. Yes, this was the oddest date she'd ever been on, but that didn't mean she'd had to let him drive the whole way. Chelsea knew her way around a stick shift. I tell you, he said, but I have a question first. What do you think of the situation so far? I think you like the idea of being cuckolded and that the concept of your girlfriend fucking a stranger makes your dick hard. That's what you think. Chelsea nodded. Well, what do you think would happen next? She didn't get to say, because the busboy was busy removing their plates once more, the restaurant had a serious hard-on for silverware, Chelsea decided. She couldn't keep up with how many forks were put down and removed in the space left on her plate. I don't know, she finally said. Yes. She stared at him, trying to read the answer in his expression. He was so calm. She liked that. Here they were, talking sex in the first hour of their first date, talking kinky sex over a $500 meal, and yet he seemed as cool as if they were discussing the latest installation in her museum. Okay, she said, taking the dare. She leaned forward towards him, keeping steady eye contact the whole time. <laughs> I think she'd get some guy all hot and bothered, teasing with her actions and her words and then leave him with blue balls while the two of you screwed, talked about what might have been. That's what I think. Do I win a prize? And what was the prize? He shook his head. So, she'd actually let a stranger do her? And you like that? Another head shake. Their third course had arrived. The waiter could have told her that the dish was a legally captured songbird. These Ortolians were read about in some Gaumont magazine, a meal that you were supposed to eat with a napkin draped over your head, and Chelsea wouldn't have cared. She willed the waiter to leave, not giving a whit of what the wine was, what the meal was. She wanted to hear James's response. The waiter, either completely oblivious to the mental images she was sending him, or else a total sadist, spoke for several minutes about the dish in front of her. To make him leave, Chelsea began to eat quickly, so that by the time the waiter was done talking, the food was gone and her plate was empty. The waiter shook his head sadly, clearly disappointed in the lack of open-mindedness. Chelsea didn't care what he thought of her as long as he left them alone. An appetite, James said with a grin. I appreciate a girl who can eat. What did she do? Chelsea demanded. Temper, he admonished her, and she felt her cheeks flush. She'd get them all hot and bothered, yes. But I wouldn't take her home and fuck her. I'd take her home and punish her. And isn't that a tantalizing place to leave off? Once again, if you want to find out more about that punishment, you're going to have to read Alison Tyler's prefix, and that's from Eat Me, Succulent Stories of Edible Erotica. You can find out more about that and other pieces with her Twitter. That is Alison Tyler on Twitter. 
All right. And for the main piece, thank you all for your patience and waiting. It's not the tease, it's the chase. And don't you want to get pursued? A tale from back in the faraway time of long, long ago, or the distant, distant time of tomorrow, when people are in offices working, I bring you after hours. I've been watching you. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Well, I suppose that is one way to say hello back. Do I make you nervous? I don't mean to. I just want to let you know. I've been watching you. From the cameras. I'm your handy night security man. Well, I don't mean to brag, but I'm actually the manager. Hmm. No. I don't imagine that's very impressive to one of you gals out front. Well, I find the position has its advantages. For instance, you get to know a lot about people before they know... Anything about you. Like, did you know that even though there are no cameras or badge readers on the third floor, somebody's being tracked each and every step they make inside the building? Yeah. At least if they take their phone with them. <laughs> yeah, the, um... The payroll app? It, uh, it's got a couple of security features that you agreed to. Just, it keeps everybody honest. And we do need that, don't we? Honesty. We need honesty in the workplace. Or else how are we going to get anything done? See, you saying I can't prove anything, even if I had any doubts, that would be the end of them. I promise you, I can prove everything. You know exactly how few people are here. You do. You know exactly how few people are working here this month. You've been one of them. Hmm. <laughs> I've been watching you, like I said. I've been watching you look around, get more comfortable, and then, oof, that pay cut. That had to hurt. Probably one of the reasons why you don't think a manager talking you up is anything important, but I get it. You thought it was temporary. You think it's temporary. You think... All of this is just going away, and you're going to go right back to life as it was for you. Maybe it is. Well, maybe it could. But I know where you've been. Hmm. 20% pay cut for most people hurts, but people in the city? Hmm. 
if they're over-leveraged already, if they spend a couple of nights on the clock talking about payroll, texting. Mm. <laughs> I don't blame you. Oh, this company, man. The amount of money that they make off all of us, I don't blame you. So what? You went to the third floor. You got off on the wrong floor. The third floor. You, uh... <laughs> you didn't realize your mistake till you had walked down the wrong hallway. And, and then it's just one of those things, isn't it? Right place, right time. And you can just make your way in. Can't you? You could just slide right on into an office, pull out a file or two, and that's that. Supplement your income. Hell, they told you how to do it in the training video. Hmm. No, no, see, anger is a reaction, but it's not a very strong play. You're dead to rights. Oh, this isn't about your job. This is about your future. This is about your freedom. This is about a Class C felony. Yeah. You didn't really think that through, did you? Wrong is just wrong, but then I say the word out loud. Felony. I have a few more words for you. Recorded, footsteps, paper trail, pussy. One of these words is not like the rest. I want your pussy. I've wanted it ever since I've seen you through the screen. Oh, look how close I am to your ear now and you're not pushing me away. Does your pussy want me to? Like I've been thinking of it. I swear I can just about smell it even though I know that's not possible. When I'm done with you, you're gonna leave me those panties. You're gonna leave them as a trophy. Mm. The best part about this is you don't even know if this is being recorded. <laughs> Maybe I'll jerk off to it later. Maybe this is what I really like, getting up close and personal. No. In truth, I'm a little too shy for that. And that's why I liked watching you. You know... You don't mind if I reach up your thighs and start stroking your pussy lips, do you? I mean, all you have to do is say no and I'll stop. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. If you say no, there might be some other complications, but I will stop. You have a choice. You can't tell me what to do. 
I like it when you don't say anything. You often don't. When I watch you, when you're working away, when you complain, when you finally put the phone down, when you huff and puff, you're adorable. Mm. You're so elegant, and you're so beautiful, and you're so spoiled. Oh, you front office girls. Mm. Sometimes I'd watch you an hour, maybe 90 minutes straight. You'd do maybe five, ten minutes of work. I'd think that was really naughty. Then I'd think, look who's saying that. Just somebody sitting around watching a pretty girl. Does your pussy always twitch for compliments like that? Or am I special? I liked watching your hair bounce. Mmm. I have one camera. It gets your face, but only your eyes, the bridge of your nose. And from it, I like watching your hair bounce. <laughs> when you're typing, or when you're texting, I can tell the difference. When you're typing, it's both shoulders. When you're texting, it's only one. And your hair just bounces, bounces, bounces. It's visible, even on mute, even across the room. You're so wet. You're so fucking wet. I don't think either of us expected that. Maybe you really are naughty. Maybe you really do need this. Huh? Here I was thinking it was for me, but maybe it was for you. Maybe. Maybe you need it too. Fuck. Do you like the way I move my finger in and out? Don't look at me. Look at the camera. Now you know where it is. Look at the camera and talk to me. Do you like when I move my finger in and out of your pussy? When I make it as wet as I can? Huh? Do you want me to make you come just that easy? I didn't know that I could, but maybe I've been watching you too long. I know exactly what you need. Mmm, are your eyes starting to flutter? Yes, you do like this, don't you? Mmm, you are a naughty girl, aren't you? Deep down, deep down, you need this. 
Maybe you wanted to be caught. Maybe you just like the way stealing makes you feel. Huh? Naughty, naughty, naughty girl. I love it. I do. Are you going to come for me? Are you going to come for me on these fingers? Are you going to come for me all over these fingers, you naughty girl? Of course you are. Yes, you are. Of course you are. You're going to come all over them. Ooh. Ooh, right there. Right there. Oh. When I move them in a circle like that... When I drag you open after just making you come so good, you act like I'm splitting you. I could do that, you know. Split you open. Oh, you keep saying little, little protestations even though you're so fucking wet. Let's make it clear. This job, this income, this freedom that you have, it can all go away. We're both going to be stuck here for a while. That's what the downturn means. And that means that you and I are going to have a little fun with it. You're always going to know that I'm watching you, but you're never, ever going to know when I come to collect. I mean... I've been thinking about this all month. I've been watching you all year. You've only just now met me. See, that anticipation, maybe you might call it fear, that really gets me going. Mm. So I won't come out and fuck you every night. I won't even do it every week. But I am. You'll hear me coming. Who else could it be? Today. A month from now. You'll never know. And then it'll be time. And as soon as you see me, that pit in your stomach's going to open up just like it is now. And you're going to wish two things. One, that you didn't have to look at me or touch me or think about me, much less fuck me in any way. And two, You're really going to wish you didn't like and want it so much. See? See how it feels? Look at the fucking camera. Don't look at me. I want you like I know you. Mmm, these are some slutty fucking panties for work. What are you going to do? Go fuck a doctor after this shift, huh? Go suck off a fucking Waffle House employee? What's your goddamn plan? Look at that. Mmm, wish I had seen how fucking slutty these panties were when I was fingering you. Instead of just rubbing your pussy lips through them from behind. God. 
God, you smell like such a fucking slut. You do. You smell like such a fucking slut. Ooh. Hmm, yeah. Ooh, right there, huh? Hmm? Is that what you like? Is that what you need? I have everything that you can ever fucking want right between my thighs, you naughty thing. I'll even be good this time and slip on a condom, but you better believe that before I'm done with you, I'm gonna pull it off and make you take my cum. Ooh, I am going to watch your face on the fucking screens after I do. I'm gonna get you used to it, you know. This cock pushing in and out of you, making all of your dreams come true. And then one day, I'm just gonna rip it off and pour my cum deep inside your pussy. Watch your pretty face in shock on the screen. Watch as you go to the bathroom. Watch you as you leave that night in the elevator, in the lobby monitor. <sighs> You're never gonna know when it's coming either. You're never gonna know when it's gonna be the full fucking thing. God, I'm so goddamn hard. You want it? You want it? Your pussy wants it. Your pussy wants it. You don't want it? Your pussy does. Your pussy does. Ooh, fuck, it's so ready again. Oh, you really are a naughty little slut, aren't you? Aren't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Already ready to go again saying no. Oh, it's okay. Your pussy gets tighter every time you use those lips to say no. Did you know that? Uh-huh. Every time you complain, you're actually making it feel just a little bit better. Oh, I bet you did, and I bet you like it. Come on. Oh, come on. Oh, yes. Make me grab your neck from behind. Oh, pointing you at the fucking camera as I get this cock right really slamming it out of you. This pussy's too good. Ah, uh, ah, uh, this pussy's too good. I'm not going to be able to push it in and out of you. Mm, not for long. Oh, you are everything I thought you would be. Do you know that? Do you know that? Everywhere you go, every building you walk into, a beautiful little thing like you, your tits, your ass, but most of all, your face, we are following you through every single part of that journey. Oh, I've been watching you since day one, hoping for this. I would never, ever have approached you if you weren't such a naughty little fucking thing. If I didn't know what you really were deep inside. Yes, you are. Don't you fucking complain now. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're a naughty thing. You're a naughty thing, and you 
love to be fucking punished for it. Yes, 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 yes. Do you hear how hard you make my fucking dick? Huh? Do you hear it in my voice before I push into you as hard as I need? You did this. You did this. You were teasing the fucking cameras. You were teasing all the boys. I was just the one who caught you. You were teasing us all. Ah, you made this. You made this. You made this. This is your fault. Yes, it fucking is. Yes, it fucking is. Ha. Ha, 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 yes. Ha, 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 <laughs> yes, it's been too long. It's been too long. It's been too fucking long. Ah, you feel so good too. Yes, so fucking tight. <laughs> Yes, that fucking pussy. <laughs> mm. Ooh, push it back against me. I said push it back against me. Come on, come on. You really gonna make me take your hands back to your fucking hips and pull you back against me? Come on. I need that friction. I need that tightness. That's what I want from you. That's what I want from you. That's what I want from you. Give it to me. Bend forward, bend forward, bend forward. Come on, arch yourself. Give it to me. Give it to me. the first one even though I promised ah <laughs> I should have made that 
dropped the load that I stuck inside that pussy. <sighs> because it was huge. So now, now I can't just come in you when I let you go. I'm gonna have to make that pussy even wetter, even tighter, so that when I come in it again, hard as I can, hard as I can, you really get to feel what it's like. What it's like to suffer the consequence of your actions. What it's like to make everything feel that way. Mm. Just remember, this is all your fault. If you weren't such a fucking tease, if you didn't make men want you, if you weren't such a naughty girl, Maybe. Maybe you still would know what it was like to come to work. Not knowing you were being watched. Not knowing what it was like to wait for me again. Uh, hey guys, sorry for this. In the interest of being totally honest, um, I actually answered all three of these questions before. Uh, actually, right before I'm answering them now. Uh, but because <laughs> nothing is going right right now, uh, the the answer was destroyed by the internet gods. Uh, or, or by the computer gods, I guess, because I didn't upload it. Uh, it's not happened before, and I'm really hoping it doesn't happen again. So apologies. If you're wondering why I'm going through this a little bit more briskly than normal, it's because I literally just answered these questions. Uh, but I, I, I did want to take the time to, uh, to to record it out again. So sorry that it's not improvised this time. Uh, but, but please send them in for next week. Jack, I'm a relatively newer fan. I am still working my way through your backlog of early episodes. I'm up to about episode 21 now. And just wanted to say how much I'm enjoying it. And it's become the highlight of my day to listen to it. Um, I just wanted to ask, um, and please forgive me if these questions have already been asked. But um, if I remember from a Tumblr post, you said you were about in your mid to late 30s. And I just wanted to ask about how you feel about getting older and feeling sexy. And also, do you feel like you're in, like, creatively, professionally, personally in your best years right now? Or do you feel like your best years are still ahead of you? Um, I also want... So I, I gave a very long and winding answer here because that's, of course, a very deep uh, series of questions. So I am still in my mid to late thirties, late thirties now. Uh, and as it comes to aging, I actually said the first time around, this was a great day to, to get this question because I was doing maintenance and there are signs of aging. 
And does the aging or the signs of aging or the fact that I'm getting older make me feel less sexy overall, even if there's momentary gasps and shudders? And the answer is no, not at all. The ravages of age don't make me feel less sexy. They do make me feel older. And they do make me feel like I have to change things up. So for instance, this year, I've been really, really moderating all sugar, all alcohol. Alcohol is included in sugar uh, uh, for, for dietary purposes for me. Uh, I've switched to green tea almost entirely, almost entirely off caffeine, even when I'm doing uh, productive pushes for work for you guys these days, I'm off that. Uh, there's a lot of things that I've done to change the way that I eat, that I exercise, that I take care of my skin to age more gracefully. But does aging in and of itself make me feel less sexy? And the answer is not at all. Um, I feel powerful. I feel more sexy than I did 10 years ago. Uh, easily, much more sexy than I did 10 years ago. And I hope that you all learn to feel the same. We do age. We unfortunately, at the end of our lives, do die. Uh, and hopefully we get very, very old before we do. That doesn't mean that our largest and most important sexual organ should ever feel any less in use. When I was very, 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 very young, before I was the Grey Knight, or before I was becoming anything like it, before I even knew what BDSM was, really, I once made the quip, not really a joke, that the difference between wit and flirtation is the organ you want to get stroked at the end. And as I've made my way through life, the reason why so many women want to stroke my lower organ is because I stroke their upper one. I really do believe that. And it's because I really stroke the, the uh, <laughs> gosh, there's no way to say that that's not disgusting, so let's just double down, uh, be because I do, uh, because, I, because women do find me funny and charming and interesting, they want to fuck me. I, I do believe that. Maybe after saying that, less so. Ha ha ha, let's find out. But there isn't really a difference between flirtation and wit. There really isn't a difference between showing that you're very capable in dancing, that's very se sexually suggestive, between dancing and uh, between just being very verbal, being flirtatious as a person, being very gregarious or being very social. This also is a kind of dance, a cerebral dance, and it makes a potential partners line up. Uh, last thing is, have you seen the show Succession? I didn't do this the first time around, but in Succession Season 2, uh, a man who's not at all physically the pinnacle of attraction, he's, he's a very interesting man, but he's not at all going to be on the covers of, of like GQ magazine or anything, usually speaking, Men's Health or something like that. That's typically where you go for like a meat market, kind of kind of a guy, prototype guy, I think. Um, but his character on the show entices gorgeous women into being very interested with him in succession. And I believe that that's very true to life. And one of them, who's very intelligent and very successful in her own right in every way, thinks that he's just very interesting. And I was so grateful that she said that, this character and this actress who I've enjoyed for a while, uh, because that's exactly how I feel. Not only do I feel more muscular than I did in my 20s because I've been focusing on it, not only do I feel... Uh, 
freer and, and, and more enlightened and more capable. Not only do I enjoy sex more or masturbation more when I'm having sex, uh, not only do I feel all of that, but also every single thing that I, that I do these days in the sexual arena feels more me, feels more complete, feels more uh, in, in control and, and, and ready to go. And that's exactly who and how I want to be. And because sex is communication, because sex is two people talking to one another with their, with their bodies and their desires instead of their words, uh, I think that that's going to lead to a lot of really great sexual experiences. As far as the question, please don't think it too rude, but I'm going to bop you here on the nose. As far as the question of, do you think you've done your best work or cre creatively, do you get off that. Never ask somebody that who makes stuff that you enjoy. Enjoy it. Oh my God, it's so rude. I wanted to ask um, if you have a good scar story, uh, any scar on your body and the story behind how you got it. I made a really great joke here because it was improvised. So it went something like this. I was in Bangkok. I was walking down the street. Two guys took a hold of me. I was drunk. I was traveling for work. They threw me into a building. Little I know, I woke up. I was in awful, awful pain, and there on my back when I looked in the mirror, there it was, a huge scar across my back. I can't believe it. I never even really liked the Lion King that much. Why did I get that tattoo? Thanks. Hi, Jack. First Hello. time asking questions, so... This is Chastity. She doesn't say her name. Oh, sorry if I'm a little nervous. You're doing great. Um, what is one thing? that never fails or almost never fails to make you smile. I went on a long winding answer here and I came up with, there's nothing, but there is this one dog that's, there's a gif of a dog that's playing with a ball. The ball ejects out of the dog's mouth and then the dog catches it. I like that gif. What is one of your favorite things about the Grey Knight Discord? Not to plug or anything. I'm legitimately leaning on and lurking on uh, the Discord, watching all of the women there support one another, encourage one another, all the arts and crafts, everything that they're doing. It's keeping me sane. When you're in month two of quarantine, that little bit of lurking and social interaction, oh, it's just so nice. What is your favorite word? James Lipton, how did you get in here? What is your favorite pickup line to use on someone else? Hello. And what is the best or most memorable pickup line ever used on you? I have yet to have a successful pickup line attempt on me. I have yet to fuck a woman who's opened with a pickup line. Sorry, ladies. Up last, we've got Ferox, is Hi, how I'm going to pronounce it. Hello. I've got a question for you. If you were a jukebox, and I put a dollar in your mouth, what song would start playing? Love to hear your answer. Thanks. Bye. I did a whole bit where you come up to me and you put a dollar in my mouth and it doesn't quite fit and it goes in and out and you have to get it on a corner. It's like a, like a, like a vending machine on my tongue and I wouldn't quite accept it and I made sound effects and it was very, very, very cute. Uh, and then I went with I Love Rock and Roll because I couldn't think of any other song after the 
term jukebox. When I hear jukebox, I immediately think the song I Love Rock and Roll because that is literally the only context that I hear the word jukebox ever in my life. It's only ever either the Fonz, A, hitting it, or that song. Uh, and I've heard that song a lot. I don't quite know why. I've never put it on an iTunes playlist or anything. So I think about that song and how that woman is about to have sex with a 17-year-old boy. It's right in the lyrics. You can listen. There's, there's statutory rape about to happen. And the love of rock and roll is about to facilitate it. All right, guys. Apologies that I didn't have the, the normal... Joie de vivre on here than I normally do, answering questions the second time in a row. This is why I don't know what the questions are, and I hear them, so I can just go in and do them uh, and, 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 and just improvise it and have a natural reaction to it. By the time I get around to doing something the second or third time, I could fake being charming. I could do the talk show. Th <laughs> oh, that's such a great question. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for that. I could do that. Some of you could tell. I'm actually very curious how many of you could tell. But some of you could tell. And for those of you who <laughs> could, I guess, and myself, uh, this is the reaction I gave. Please, please, please send in questions next week. Please forgive me if I in any way don't seem like I fulfilled my... No, I don't want to say that. I just... I want to say that I'm extremely grateful for you all. I really, really, really am. And I'm sorry if I'm not showing that the ways that you would like or the ways that are best right now. I, I am trying to show it as best I can. It just legitimately feels like nothing I do is working out right now. And when it does feel like that, I just want to withdraw. I just want to take myself back so I can at least stop making mistakes. That is an old pattern of behavior, and I don't like that guy. So even though this might be a little bit rough around the edges, it's a real attempt, and I'm going to keep making it. Thank you to all the kind words of support telling me to take my time, telling me how grateful you are for my content and how it's aided you in any way. It really does mean a lot, and the first time I recorded this, I broke down crying, and it was a very sincere one too. So... Thank you very much for your support, your kind words, all the rest. I'll see you very, very soon. I'm so sorry for you and whatever you and your loved ones are going through, no matter what differences we may have of opinion or philosophy or politic. So whatever's happening to you, I'm deeply, deeply, deeply sorry. I'm sorry for all of it. We're going to go and get on through it, aren't we? We're going to head to a better day tomorrow. You and me and we together. Thank you very much. See you real soon. Bye.